0: Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. I think that's true for us as we understand the Holy Spirit. That
1: there's a sense in which you don't know what you're missing out on because you're missing out. You don't realize what power is available because you're not living in in that power. The word guide literally just means to show the way and the Holy Spirit does that for us.
2: Welcome to Hope for the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Allow me to ask you a question. What do you think of when you hear Holy Spirit? Perhaps you think of a ghost, as in the Holy Ghost mentioned in the King James Bible. Perhaps you think of a force, like the force from Star Wars. Perhaps you think of the different gifts the Holy Spirit is said to give believers in Jesus. For most of us, the Holy Spirit is a mystery and we're not sure who or what it is. In this sermon series, The Invisible God, we're going to seek to clarify who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit desires to do in each of our lives. We will examine the promise of the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave us, the personhood of the Holy Spirit as He desires to relate to us, the power of the Holy Spirit that God desires to have come through us, and the presence of the Holy Spirit that we continually have with us. Through this study, our hope is you will be able to enter into a deeper relationship with God's Spirit that resides in you.
1: I can put my weight on technology and medical advancements. I can put my weight on the political process. I can put my, I can put my weight on health care. And, and then suddenly you realize what you've put your weight on won't hold you up. What do you do then? Well, what we're seeing is in those troubling moments when what you put your weight on won't hold you up is that people become anxious and angry and frustrated. A lot of it stems from fear. They thought they could put their weight on something and it's not working. Jesus said, you're going to have trouble. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And it's within this context that we have the promise of the Holy Spirit repeatedly throughout um, John 14 through 16. So I want to look at uh, an example of this. In John, um, John 14, we'll look at verse sixteen seventeen 17 here. Um, Jesus says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Uh, you looked a little bit at this last week where the I, idea is that he will give you another of exactly the same kind. Jesus says, I'm leaving you, but another just like me, not me, but just like me, will be with you. And, and Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit here as an advocate. One of the things I want you to notice in this text is that advocate is capitalized. Why is that? Well, because it's not an adjective, it's an identifier. Like this is his name, this is a name for the Holy Spirit. He is an advocate and that, that word advocate can be translated as companion, counselor, comforter. And Jesus says, I'm, I'm leaving and you're gonna have trouble, but remember this, you're not alone. That's the promise. I'm not going to leave you alone. And so I want to touch on just a few promises of the Holy Spirit for us to hold on to in times of trouble. One is the promise of companionship, the promise of a companion. Um, last week, Phil talked about the fact that our understanding of the Holy Spirit changes when we begin to recognize the relationship that the purpose of this series is not to deepen your understanding of the Holy Spirit, it is to deepen your relationship with him. And, and there's, there's a difference there. Um, we, we get into trouble when we think of the Holy Spirit as a what rather than a who, as an it rather than a he, as a force rather than a friend. And and, um, and so it's a challenge for us because um, even Referring to the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit, we lose some of that relationship dynamic, right? Because it, the Holy Spirit seems um, that title, that name, doesn't feel relational. Like if if the Holy Spirit's name was Steve, then maybe I think it would be a little easier to get armed. If it was like God, Jesus, and Steve, then okay, that that makes. That makes a little more sense. Like if if Jesus would say to the disciples, hey, just wait for Steve, and when Steve comes, you'll experience my power. And they'd be like, oh, so we just look for Steve? Yeah, just wait here for Steve. But the Holy Spirit feels a little more difficult for us to understand. But it's core to having the right understanding of the Holy Spirit, it is understanding that he is our compassion, he is our companion, and, and we're, we're never alone. Do you guys have um, carpool lanes out here? I haven't driven through Denver enough to know. Do you have those? Okay. Um, so, I, when I first moved out to Los Angeles, I live in Kentucky now, but I, I started a church in Los Angeles, I don't know, 22 years ago. And um, I came from a small town in Missouri called Joplin, and I had never heard of a carpool lane before. So I get out to uh, Los Angeles. I, was, I started there as an intern. My wife and I were newly married. I was an, I was an intern at this church in, in Los Angeles. And we were staying with a host home that was like 10 miles away. But it would take forever because of traffic. It would take forever to get back and forth to the church. And my wife and I only had one car. So she would take me, drop me off, go to work, come back, pick me up. But we were spending so much of our time in traffic. And, and one day I asked, after I had been working there a few weeks, I asked one of my coworkers, hey, can you... Can you give me a ride home? And now that's, that's a big ask in Los Angeles, right? Like, because you could get stru- stuck in traffic for, for hours. And he's like, well, well, where do you, you stay and where do you live? And I told him where I live. And he said, oh, yeah, I can do that. And then he said this, it's carpool lane all the way. It's carpool lane. All, I didn't really know what that meant. I'd seen the carpool lane, but I thought in my Joplin, Missouri brain that that was like for like school, carpool. Like, um, you know, if you're going to dropping your kids off, like you get to take that lane. I, I didn't understand the concept. And so we get in that lane and, and it's bumper to bumper traffic, but we get in the carpool lane and, and we just go. You have to have a companion with. If you don't have a companion, you get, you get stuck in traffic. As long as you have a companion with you, you, you can go around a lot of that. And, and so one of the things I learned is that every time you go somewhere, do your best to have somebody with you. Uh, one of the things I've, I found out in, that, um, in my time there is that people would have like fake companions. Like they, they I don't, is that a thing here too? Like they'd put like a baby seat in the back with a baby doll in it. And that was, so they could be able to, and then they would, like there's, a, there's this um, market for used mannequins. In Los Angeles, because people will buy these mannequins and dress them up to look like a person, and put them in the passenger seat so they can take the, the carpool lane, and and I, I think that's reflective of how some of us kind of try to get through life. Like we have these, um, false companions. Like we try to settle for something that isn't real. But the Bible describes the Holy Spirit as a constant companion. One of the names for the Holy Spirit is the one who, who draws up alongside. He's. He is right beside us every step of the way.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we would love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 9 and 10.30 a.m., We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. And do you wanna know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed by a local church. Because it is here that we met Jesus, and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We'd love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85, Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. Now let's get back to our program. And, and when we have him
1: with us and with us, we understand that companionship, it makes all the difference in how we travel. So John 14, verse 18, Jesus says, after making this promise, he says, I won't leave you as orphans. You're, you're not alone. You're not, listen, listen. You you are not alone. If you are a follower of Jesus, he has not left you to do life on your own. You may feel alone. You're, you're not alone. I, I, we have that promise, but I think sometimes we don't live that promise. Um, a few years ago, my uh, My wife at three mornings a week or so she has groups of ladies come out to the house and she does bible studies with them and and uh, we had a really hard winter storm come in and and, and you know people in Kentucky, you would, you would hate the way we drive in snow and ice. Like you would immediately curse us because we we have no idea what we're doing. We have a few days a year where it gets really bad. And it was one of those days. And, um, my wife called me, I was at work and she said, Hey, one of my friends is stuck in the driveway and, um, we don't know what to do. And I, she was getting ready to call a a tow truck. I'm like, don't do, don't do that. And so I, I run home, they're inside where it's warm. I see her, her vehicle is, is stuck in the driveway and they told me she had left the keys in there. And so I get in the, I get in the, the vehicle and I turn it on and uh, it won't go, you know, it's stuck. But then I see that it has four-wheel drive and I put it in four-wheel drive and off we go, it's fine. I go into the house and I say to my wife's friend, I'm, I'm like, did you, did you put it in four-wheel drive? And she says, I have four-wheel drive. Yep, you, you have four-wheel drive. I've always had four-wheel As long as you've had that car, you've always had four-wheel drive. It's always been there. Like, it, it was there. It was there. But she wasn't living like it, right? Like, she was driving that around, getting stuck, having all kinds of trouble. And even though it was available to her, she... She wasn't using it. And I think that's an example, I think that's a picture of the promise of the Holy Spirit, that we have this promise, but just because we have the promise doesn't mean we live the promise. We have this power, but just because we have the power doesn't mean we live in that power. Paul talks to the church in Galatians about this, and he talks about the importance of keeping in step with the Spirit. You keep in step with the Spirit. And he says to him, the church in Galatia, he says, you foolish Galatians, After starting with the power of the Spirit, why are you now trying to do this on your own? Why are you insisting on keeping keeping it in two-wheel drive when you've got four-wheel drive? And I think for a lot of us, it's just a lack of belief. It's just not what we have learned to put our weight on. And so there's the promise of a companion. Um, There's the promise of a counselor in, in, in John 14 Um, when we read the word advocate. In John chapter 16, at the end of the final discourse, verse 13, we read more about this. It says, when the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling me whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. And this is why I said, the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. So Jesus describes the Holy Spirit as a guide, that he will guide you in truth and he will tell you what's true and he will speak to you what the Father says. And and so the Holy Spirit is a teacher, the Holy Spirit is a guide, the Holy Spirit is, is a counselor, the Holy Spirit is a convictor, that just his presence in our lives brings an awareness that maybe we didn't have before. Some of you have experienced that as a Christian, like you became a Christian, and suddenly you became aware of some things in your life that you, you didn't see before. You weren't you weren't aware of. He begins to convict you of sin. He he helps draw some things to your attention. Um, it, it reminds me a little bit of my my mom. Uh, I, I don't know if you've had this experience, but with your with your mother, have you ever like? watched a movie like at a movie theater and and then you thought it was a really good movie and then you watch it with your mom and suddenly you start noticing all the parts of the movie that didn't get your attention before but now they do like that that's happened to me a number of times um I, i you know especially when i was younger you go to blockbuster video uh, some of you know what that is, and you'd rent a video tape, and you'd take it home. I'd watch it with my mom, and, and then there'd be this scene, and suddenly I'd remember the scene that I didn't think much of in the theater, but now that my mom's sitting beside me, I'm very aware of it, and she doesn't say anything. She didn't even have to say anything. It's just the fact that she's sitting there next to me makes me aware of it. And I'm fast-forwarding. Like, a two-hour movie takes 24 minutes when I watch it with my mom, <laughs> and it's just, you just are more aware of it, and the Holy Spirit... Um, Operates In this way for us That he convicts us of our sin He makes us aware of things that need to be aligned uh, With the holiness of God and, and the word here to describe the Holy Spirit Is guide uh, When I see the word guide That especially kind of is triggering for me Because I, I was a professional tour guide Before I was a pastor um, I, I'm not proud of this But I was a professional tour guide For what's called Precious Moments Chapel Do you know what precious moments are? Raise your hand if you know what precious moments are. Oh shoot! Um, yeah, so it, it, you know they're the little figurines with the teardrop eyes, and I I was a tour guide for Precious Moments, and it was completely emasculating. I I, I would go around, you know, giving these these tours, and 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 I had to use the word precious as many times as possible. Like um, they would come in. Usually, elderly ladies on tour buses would come in for these uh, tours of, 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 of Precious Moments chapel, and, and, and I would have to say things like, you know, isn't those precious? And, and uh, I hope all your... I remember, I remember having to end every tour with, may all your moments be precious. And as a 17-year-old, those were... I mean, it's hard to say those words like that. And, and uh, what I remember, though, about being a tour guide is just how many of the people came in and didn't think they needed a tour. Like they thought they knew whatever there was to know about precious moments. And I would try to explain to them as politely as I can, hey, you don't know what you don't know. Right, like you think you know, but there's so much you don't know. And I've, I think that's true for us as we understand the Holy Spirit. That there's a sense in which you don't know what you're missing out on because you're missing out. You don't realize what power is available because you're not living in in that power. And so in the next few weeks, you're gonna be talking more about how do we live in the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. The word guide literally just means to show the way. And the Holy Spirit does that for us. He guides us.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. I know it has been to others. I recently received a message from a listener of ours who said, Thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. It is encouraging and refreshing to hear biblical-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. This is one of the several notes that I've received from people that are blessed by our program. That is why we want to continue this program on the radio, but that can only happen through the generous contributions of listeners like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website, valleyviewcc.com, and then click on the gift tab there. Once you click on the tab, just designated a gift to go to the radio ministry of Hope for the Day. Your gift would be an incredible blessing to this ministry. And as always, we want to meet you personally as well. That is why if you live in the Denver metropolitan area, we want to extend an invitation to you to visit us in person at one of our Sunday services, 9 and 1030 a.m. If you do, please introduce yourself to me, Philip Holland. I'd love to meet you. Now let's get back to the program. And um, the last thing I wanted to
1: touch on here is the promise of a comforter. And the word advocate can be translated as comforter. Earlier I mentioned the one who draws up alongside. And so he draws up alongside of you when you're hurting and when you're struggling. Romans 15 verse 13 says, may the God of hope fill all of you with joy and peace as you believe in him as you trusted him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit draws up alongside of us and he comforts us. Um, As a a pastor, one of the the things you do is you often visit people who are sick or maybe in the hospital. Um, I, I, I joke with people a little bit at the church where I'm the pastor. I'm like, you don't... You don't want me to visit you because if I visit you, something has gone horribly wrong, right? Like, like we have some pastors on staff that that's what they do. They go around and they make hospital calls. But when things are especially dire, when the situation is, is a life and death situation, um, I, a lot of times I'll go to the hospital and, and visit those families in those, those moments. So I always say, you don't want to see, you don't like if you go in for, uh, have your tonsils removed and you wake up, and I'm at the side of your bed, something has gone horribly wrong. Uh, so I, I I've, have found it to be uh, just a very profound to be with people in, in these moments, kind of the darkest moments of life. There's one experience um, where I was called to the hospital because a, a young couple, they went in uh, to deliver their, their baby girl. And there was a lot of excitement and family had met them at the hospital. They'd already named her, her name was Lily. When she gets there and is checked by the doctors, the doctor explained that, that she, doesn't, um, she doesn't have a heartbeat and that she's gonna, mom's gonna have to deliver Lily stillborn. And so I, I came in and because they were all expecting the birth of a of Lily, they already had a lot of family and friends there and um, they came expecting one thing and now it's just really uh, troubling. And I knew the family a little bit, didn't know them well. I I walked into the the hospital room where mom was laying in bed and she was surrounded by, you know, her mother and, and sisters and some other family and I was pointed to the next room. It was a little adjoining room. And I was told dad's in, in that room. And so I walk into that room and he's sitting in a rocking chair and he is holding the lifeless body of his baby girl. And she's wrapped up in a pink blanket and, and he is saying goodbye. And I, I drew up alongside of him but I wasn't the only one. Somebody else was already there. And I learned a long time ago as a pastor there's sometimes you don't really have anything to say, and just being there is what's most important. So I, I just put my hand on his shoulder as I knelt beside him, and I was just praying silently to myself. And I was going to pray for him, getting ready to pray for him, and he, he said something to me that was startling in the moment. He said, I guess this is where I find out if I really believe what I say I believe. I started to pray for him. And then the strangest noise came from the room next to us. I start to hear this uh, singing from mama's room. And she's laying in her bed surrounded by her loved ones and they start singing, uh, how great is our God? How great is our God? How great, how great is our God? And, and I don't think they knew the verses because they just kept singing the chorus. How great is our God? How great is our God? And they sing it a little more loudly each time through with a little bit more defiance and determination. And, um, uh, I finished praying with the dad and and I stepped outside the room to let the family have some time. And there were three nurses standing outside that room and they did not understand what was happening. They just kind of stood there, eyes wide open, looking at each other trying to make sense of what they were seeing and what they were, it just didn't, it didn't calculate. How how can they be in there singing about the greatness of God when this this has happened? And these are the moments where I have known and experienced the promise of the Holy Spirit in such profound ways times of trouble and struggle and challenge you, if you put your weight on Jesus, if you really put your weight and you believe there's an opportunity to experience the presence of God in ways that you never have before. That promise is available to you if you're a follower of Jesus. And we, again, sometimes we have the promise, but we don't live the promise. So that's what we're talking about in this series. We're gonna talk about it the next uh, few weeks, but I wanna challenge you to begin with belief. Do you believe in that promise that Jesus gave his disciples? Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters in this room. I thank you for their faithfulness to you. Thank you for the great work that you're doing through your spirit in them and through them as a church. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would help us know you more deeply, that as we study this promise, Jesus, that you made, it would not just give us more information to learn, but that you, Holy Spirit, would um, allow us to experience your presence, that we would have a deeper relationship with you than we've ever uh, known, than we ever have thought possible. And thank you that that power is available to us today. It's the same power, Jesus, that brought you back from the dead. It's available to us. So would you help us believe, especially in these
0: times of trouble? It's in your name we pray. To learn more about this sermon, sermon series, or other messages, please visit our church's website at valleyviewcc.com. You can also find these radio segments on the Hope for the Day, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Valley View Christian Church is located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. We provide services at 9 and 1030 a.m. every Sunday. This broadcast is made possible through generous contributions of listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to our church's website and then click on the gift tab there. We look forward to having you join us again next time on Hope for the Day.